everyone, and welcome back to her podcast. I'm Vanessa Gracia Cruz, and I'm so excited to be with my friend Diana Taveras Yay. here with us. And today we're continuing in our series. So the first part of the series was self-loved. We talked about being self-loved, what it is to be self-loved. Then we talked about self-leadership, being able to lead your thoughts and your actions to the result and the place that you want them to go with my sister, Jessie. And now in this episode, it's the third in the series, we're going to be talking about self-employment and not, <laughs> not just self-employment, <laughs> but I know that a lot of you guys that are watching me, a lot of the people that are mentor that I mentor are thinking about launching your own business. I I have found that most people overthink starting their own business. You know, they they debate and they procrastinate. So I'm here with my friend Diana Taveras. She has started multiple businesses and she's taught classes as well about how to launch, what to get started uh, to millennials and to Gen Z. So we just want to share with you guys some of our keys, some of our tips to getting started. So I guess my first question, Diana, would be what is the most common question that you receive when you're giving a workshop, when people come up to you, you've started, how many businesses have you started at this point? Honestly, if you count since I was six years old, <laughs> I have no idea. I've you, been a little hustler. You are a real mom entrepreneur. Like, <laughs> well, in the time that I've known you, you yeah. have a party planning business. Yes. You deal with real estate, like yes. truly like the virtuous woman. So I, I love learning well, from you. you and being friends with you. So when you teach other people that, you know, I feel like that's a skill that you've developed and that you've really embraced when you teach other people that, what what's like the first, like what's the key, the go-to? Um, I think the first one is um, how do I even start a business? I mean, there's a lot of questions that go into that and there's a lot of teachings that go into that. But I think the first one is how do I even start? Like how do I even know that this business is the right idea? Or how do I, how do I even start saving up or budgeting? So I think I'm going to tackle the first one and is how do we start one? Honestly, if you have an idea, go for it. Start researching about it. Start researching other businesses that are doing something similar to you and start seeing what they're doing and how they're doing it. Learn from them because sometimes we have the, I guess, the misconception that I can't copy my competition or I can't um, be like my competition. And I think sometimes that's kind of, um, I don't want to say immature to think that, but I think that it's probably wrong just because there's people that have years ahead of you. So I think my first thing would be, um planning it and planning has a lot i mean it's like a whole world of it but i think first what's your idea um is it is it going to be a service that you're going to be selling or is it going to be a product that you're going to be selling once you narrow those things down start researching more um like i said how are you going to do it how are you going to do it um is it going to be from my house is it going to be that i'm going to be selling something you know at a festival or is it, i'm going to be selling something to my friends uh i mean just start I guess, deepening yourself in it, you yeah. know? And one thing that I've noticed, and I tell this to people all the time, don't wait until you have the money to start a business yeah. to start doing the research and the product development because sometimes you realize along the way that you didn't need all the money you thought you did. I was mentoring somebody um, I was talking to them about a month ago and they were saying, well, you know, I haven't started my business yet because I'm waiting for the money. I was like, okay, how much money do yeah. you need to start your business? And they're like, I don't know. I agree. And, and, and like I, I felt for her because I was like, OK, I understand why you would think that. But how about you actually start the research? It costs zero dollars to do research. It costs zero dollars to make a business plan. Yeah. Sometimes you need to figure out 
how to make the business plan, but there are so many resources and books and things available to you that you can get absolutely for free. Yeah, free online. Google. Hey, mm-hmm. he's your best friend. I'm serious. Whoever invented Google, kudos to you. Because it's true. You can go in there and say, hey, business plan. You have a bunch of business plans that you can literally just click and start planning your business. Um, I agree. Sometimes you don't need all the money. Um, you can start the research yourself. Sometimes you could even have a business that doesn't require a lot of money. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you like making cakes, you can go to Publix, get yourself, you know, your first cake, sell it. There you go. You have profit. Now you can make two cakes, you know? And I mean, there's things that you don't have to invest a lot and of money things in. like that with services or pre-sales and this is something and we're saying a lot of things that to some of you guys out there might sound common sense but i've talked to so many young people who just have it's never clicked this way you know so exactly like you're saying if i want to sell cakes i don't really even need startup costs because first i can just start putting out there hey guys i make cakes and the first person that tries me out the first person that says okay i'll give you a chance to make a cake they are basically giving me my startup costs because if I tell them, okay, give me 50% of the cake, you know, let's say I'm charging $200, give me $100, I'll make you this cake. With that, I get the ingredients and then I'll keep the other 100 as profit. And that's so true. Let me give you an example right now. Just clicked. When I started my business on party planning and I did like parties and stuff, I didn't have the money to actually start buying all the rentals and buying like the linens and the cups and like all that stuff. So I said, you know what? I don't have the money, so I'm going to do my 50%. (laughs) So I actually did. I would get clients and I say, hey, listen, like, hey, do you have a birthday party coming up? Like, hey, I could be your planner. Like, I'm really good at this. And I would pitch it. Like, I would sell myself, you know? And then I would say, but I need a 50% deposit. But really, that 50% deposit (laughs) was helping me get things that later turned into profit because I would just rent them, re-rent them. So I think my first year when I was doing weddings and all of that, all of them were just things that I purchased to then later make profit the next year, you know? So what you're looking to do really is create a snowball. And with a snowball, like, you know, we've seen in all the cartoons and stuff, you start with a little snowball and it gets bigger and bigger. You can start with something small. Um, People, a lot of times people are surprised that my very first business so to speak which it it actually wasn't a business my very first one was a ministry which was clothe the girl i started with a hundred dollars that was my investment and i bought i remember it was when chokers were in it's embarrassing now but it was when (laughs) chokers were in um you know i I remember i I bought one of your chokers let's go i found a warehouse and i bought as many chokers as i could in the moment and I was able to sell them, sell them at an event. And then from that event, somebody saw me and said, hey, I'm having, you know, this, this, it was another event at a close, like it was like an art, um, like a museum type, but they were having an event there, a, a blog launch. Would you like to come? Yes, I'll come. And like just having tables little by little with the profit of one, I would buy more chokers and I would sell more chokers. But um A lot of people don't realize that and they keep waiting. And one thing you'll see is when you start doing the research, when you start thinking, what is the plan? What what exactly am I going to be needing? What exactly am I going to be doing? Sometimes you eliminate doubts from your Mm -hmm. mind that were there. So as you've made business plans, my next question um, that I want to kind of tackle is. What is in a business plan? I know people can Google it, but like as you've made your business plans, what are the things, what's the first thing that you do when you say, okay, I'm going to start a new business. What are the questions I'm asking? What are the things that I'm thinking of? Okay, so the first question is, and I think I kind of said that at the beginning, but it's true. You have to have guidance in your head of what you're doing because you could have 10 different 
ideas, but you have to narrow it down. So my first question is, what are you starting? Okay, that's kind of obvious. But yeah, no, for real, like put your mindset, okay, I'm going to start this t-shirt company. Okay, now based on that t-shirt company, do you know how much it costs to purchase a t-shirt? And then you'll be able to make profit out of it. Like and put your design on and it put your design whatever. on it or the machine that you're going to use. Let's say a cricket, you know, <laughs> like a cricket machine. Like how much does it cost? OK, OK, start budgeting your costs and then we can start talking also the fun stuff like the name, the brand. Um, when are you going to launch? That's a big one. OK, so if you are going to launch in three months, what do you have to do in those three months in order to launch? Um, how are you going to be prepared to get there? So it's like little milestones with the bigger milestones. Um, another thing would be, how are you going to pay yourself? You know, are you going to pay yourself right away? Are you going to pay yourself after a year, after three months? Cause sometimes having a business doesn't mean that you're always going to get profit the first time that you sell something. Sometimes it's going to require six months working a year, two years, three years. I mean, it depends, you know, usually statistics say that, it takes up to three months, three three years, not three months, three years for a business to actually start making profit to sustain itself and actually pay the number one employee, which is yourself, and then other employees. So um, that, so I think those are the, I guess, the bigger picture of business planning. Yeah, and I want to clarify that. So let's say even when we go back to you with the party planning or me with the chokers, um, <laughs> so embarrassing now but hey we hey we raise a lot of money for a21 to end self trafficking sex trafficking not self-trafficking <laughs> um but so when you think about that we did make profit in the moment but the key is to not immediately go and spend that profit the key is to have a plan and that's where the business plan is so important too okay so now i have these i started with a hundred dollars now i have 200 What's my next move? You know, maybe the next move is a website. Maybe the next move, Instagram pages are free. So those are some things that you can get started from free. But what is my next investment in order to keep making it grow? Because business does take investment. And I think having that in your head beforehand is so important because I do see a lot of people that they say, okay, well, I'm going to start a business. And if they don't see, if they don't see money, if they don't see and it's not just money, if, if they're not wowed yeah. in three months, they quit. They quit. Yep. And that's another thing that I want to tap into just because you're not making money right now or you're not having the, I guess, expectations that you had about your business. It doesn't mean that your business sucks or that you're not successful. It just means that you have to maybe work a little bit harder, be patient, see where the gaps are and find solutions for those gaps. And also one thing that I remember when I first started a business, I was, um, it was my photography business when I was like 18, I think. And I remember I would always compare myself to the photographer in town. And then I'll be like, but man, she's making so much money. She's booking weddings. She's booking like all that stuff. Like I have the talent. I have the equipment. Like what's happening? Like why, why, why not me? And I think sometimes we can fall into that temptation to compare ourselves to somebody that is 10 years, five years, even a year ahead of us in a business. And then we can start thinking to ourselves, well, I don't have the talent or I don't have, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a uh, entrepreneur, you know, but I think that we have to really put our heads in the right place and say it's the beginning and the beginning takes time. It's a seed. I have to water it. It's going to grow. Eventually you will see profit. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be successful. You just have to 
keep doing it. Yeah, and entrepreneurship is not for the weak at heart. Like, it's not. People think that it is because we live in this Instagram generation where we see everybody's highlight reels. And, yeah, exactly like you. Like, I, I would do that before. I would be like, man, but look, this person gets this and this person gets that. Sometimes that person's been working five, ten years to get there. And you started off three months ago. And, listen, entrepreneurship also doesn't have to be for everybody. You can um there is a much simpler way to do things, which is to involve yourself in someone else's business. Yeah. Involve yourself in someone else's vision. There's no shame in that. But you have to know that if you have launched out and you've decided to do it on your own, you're going to need to learn. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to push yourself to learn. I see a lot of young entrepreneurs that I ask them, okay, how many books have you read about your field? Mm -hmm. None. Yeah. If Research, you're not a book yeah. reader, take a course. How many courses have you took? None. How many mentors do you have? None. Well, that's giving me a little bit of an idea then to why you don't know where to go because you haven't looked. You know, even the Bible says, seek wisdom, seek understanding. And if we want to be successful really in anything, we're going to have to seek wisdom. And, seek and I want to tap into that. You're so right. I struggled with, I guess, the healthy habits of starting one thing and actually going through with it. <laughs> I would sometimes leave it halfway. And then I had to literally humble myself and say, D, like, you are struggling in this area. You're going to need help. And thankfully, my husband now is here with me. And he helps me with a lot of, like, the actual managing things. Not because I can't do it, but because I know I need help in it. So, like, what you said, sometimes having a mentor, a mentor that is ahead of you and, and has gone through the things that, you know, you're probably going to go through. Like, I think that's a really good thing to do. Another thing is building good habits. Like sometimes we don't have good habits. <laughs> sometimes something, something so simple as, hey, pick up your clothes. Because you know what? Later you're going to have to pick up a bill and you're going to have to pay for it. You know what I mean? Or, or something so simple as like, you know what, mom, this year I'm going to help out with, you know, the gas. You don't have to pay for my gas. I'm going to be responsible and I'm going to pay for my own gas. Like those are habits that later on will come into a business or you just guiding your life. You know, um, I remember when, I got married, it was a culture shock for me because I was so used to my mom taking care of me. And even when I started a business too, like I was so used to my parents doing the, the heavy lifting, the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. And when it came to me, I was like, Oh my gosh, how do you do this? Like, I didn't know all of this was involved. So I had to learn, learn literally like the hard way, which I'm glad now I did because now I can lift myself up. But I think that's one thing that what you said, just having that mentor, being able to research and being humble enough to say, I need help. And a lot of times your mentors will, and this happens to me with a lot of people that I mentor, sometimes people are investing so much energy in the wrong place. You know, I have people, um, i trying to think of an example, people investing time and energy, for example, or this is a, a great tip for you young entrepreneurs that are listening to us. A lot of people invest so much time in trying to reach everybody instead of trying to define their market. Yes. that's an, You know what? Thank you for touching that subject. That's true. Part of business planning is identifying your market. Mm -hmm. Who are you selling to? Who is your person that you want to come into your business doors or mm -hmm. into your Instagram or into your website to purchase something online? Like, who is that? Because sometimes we think that our business is not successful because we don't have the right market coming to us. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm -hmm. And your friends and family are not your market. Yes. I hear people saying this yes. a lot now and it's so true because they want to support you. <laughs> yeah. Don't, but don't assume that just because you have a lot of friends and a lot of family, Oh, everybody's going to buy cakes That's from true. me. Let's say, 
No, because not everybody in your family likes cakes. Not everybody in your family likes having big parties. Not everybody. So don't just assume that, okay, I have a thousand followers on, on Instagram. So when I post this thing about my cakes, I'm going to get a lot of likes and I'm instantly going to get um, business. Yeah, you have to You're expand. not. You yeah. have to do the work. And I think that that's like a key thing that we keep on talking about as people who have started businesses and as people who have been doing this for a little while, you know, you start to learn that you're going to have to do the legwork. You're going to have to do the legwork of, like you said, finding out who is my target market and how can I reach them rather than just casting out, you know, a random net and say, hey, whoever comes, comes. No, because you have a specific type of person. And that's just one example of things that I've seen people focusing on that I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that because I've been there and I can guide you and I can show you that that's not necessarily the place to go. And another thing I would say, too, for those starting out is and this is something my dad told me a, a while ago. And I, I love the phrase. He said, know your strengths and staff your weaknesses. Let's go. There yes. are things that you should not be doing yep. and you don't necessarily need even a paid staff. You can that's where you can get your friends and family involved, your husband, your cousin, your sister, your brother to say, hey, can you come alongside me and just help me with this? That is not my strength. You know, I've never done the accounting in any of my ventures and any of my business and any of my events. I don't run the budget. I'm not a numbers person. I look over the numbers. I understand them, which I think is important. Um, I understand them and I know what's going on and I see the money and I see what's going in and out, but I'm not the person saying, you know, we need to sell this many tickets. And, you know, like even in, in the event that we do Redoma, there is a math there to that where, okay, in order to pay for this event, we have to sell this number of elite, this number of VIP, this number of diamond. I'm not the one doing that math because it's not my strength. I know my strength. My strength is the creative side. Like I kind of, picked up on what you were saying like your strength is the starting the ideas the branding the name like you're so good at that and then you know jamie comes and helps you with some of the everyday management that's okay i like to say that sometimes i'm the face of the businesses but he's Love really it. the heads of it like he's <laughs> he's the one like you know doing the business moves and stuff but it's true what you say i feed off of it a hundred percent like what you're saying because um i remember when i had my business planning and decorating thing i started staffing at ten dollars an hour or like not Ooh. even i think it was like eight dollars an hour my all my cousins and i said guys i don't know how to set up all this stuff like i i, I have the picture i have this but you can help me out and they were so happy because they were like way younger than me so for them like eight dollars for two hours oh, but you, bucks, you could afford the eight dollars because at first i was I like ooh, 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 did you i actually could because remember i had like the 50 percent, mm -hmm. so i would always okay. put it in there in the budget but i you know, like it was two hours. So it was $18. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know okay, what I mean? You. Like just setting up I thought up you were the like party. 40 hours a week. Oh, no, 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 no. Them, I was like, oh, how'd you do Oh, no, that? no. Yeah. Let me, yeah. let me rephrase that. So yeah, it was just for like the two hour setup or the two hour teardown that I couldn't do because I was only you were doing other things. Yeah. I was doing other mm -hmm. things. So I would just like staff them. And for them, that was Chipotle. Like, let's go, you know? So, mm -hmm. so, you know, yeah. Yeah. And right. I love that. I love that creativity of being able to say like, okay, I can't pay this much, but I can't pay this much. Because like I said, I do talk to a lot of people also that they're like, okay, well, I'm waiting until like, it's like, we're always waiting. You know, I'm waiting until I have the money because I have to pay a staff because no, at the beginning sometimes, Hey, if you got people willing to work for, you know, $18, $25, great. At the beginning, sometimes though, it's you. Yeah. It you is. know, for a long time in VGC with my planners, with everything, you know, I was 
taking the tape off of the thing and putting the labels. And right now I don't have to do that. Now I'm able to have more people come alongside me and my team. But a lot of them also are volunteers. And that's another advice that I'll give to you guys starting out, you entrepreneurs. You don't necessarily need to pay people all the time. Sometimes there are people who just believe in your vision and believe in what you want to do and believe in you as a leader. You know, um, we watch Shark Tank a lot in my oh. house. That's, you know what? I was going to throw that in Shark there. Tank. Hey, guys, Shark Tank. But in Shark Tank, they say something very interesting. And it's that usually they'll buy into the product, not because sometimes not because of the product, but because they like the person. Mm -hmm. They're like, I believe in you. And sometimes the product is good. And they're like, nope, you're irresponsible with your money. You don't know the market. You don't know. Or they the don't character, believe in the person. Yeah. The point is that if you believe in the person, it, people will believe in you and believe in you as an entrepreneur. And sometimes they'll lend their time. And they'll lend their effort. You know, don't abuse of, of, you know, all your friends and family. But some friends and family or some people that you find on Craigslist. You know, if you say, would you like to come and intern as a, an apprentice to a wedding planner, an yeah. apprentice to a photographer? Somebody out there might because somebody might be looking for experience. We're not trying to exploit those people, but those people need a mentor just as much as you need a mentor. Yeah, I agree. And to tap into that, um, I rem right now, one of my businesses, First Joyce, I'm the one that is doing the shipping, the handling, the dropping off at the USPS and doing and doing the customer service and everything. Um, so, yes, yeah, sometimes you are going to wear all those hats. But I do have somebody from our youth group that comes and helps me with joy so I can have that time. And she loves my daughter and she does it for free. And she's like, Let yeah, I'll you know, so even. I can kind of relate in that sense that sometimes you're going to do it all yourself, but you can have people helping you to do the things that you can do. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go for the ask. So many people are shy because they're like, who am I to, you know, ask somebody to babysit for me for free? Who am I to? But you never know. Some people just like your kid. You know, I have a lot of people that literally like I get shy sometimes to ask too because I have so many kids and I'm like, you don't want to come to my house, do you? And they're like, we're dying to go to your house to hang out with the twins. And I'm like, OK, great. Um, you'd be surprised how many people are down to watch your kids so that you can do other things there. You'd be surprised how many people are down to pack with you. Yeah, pack with you and just spend time with you, just support you or mm -hmm. be that person that says, hey, I was there with you from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Or your best friend, you know? But I find that the more organized you are so that when the person gets there you know one thing is saying like hey so do you want to help me in my business and the person will be like wait i don't know how to it's different when you're organized and you say this thursday from eight to ten i'm going to be packing uh orders you want to come and help me pack orders i really need help it's it's completely changed because you went for the ask but you were organized in the way that you went for the ask so right there we're going to take a little tiny break and be right back Hey, I'm Vanessa Gracia Cruz, and if any of this is resonating with you and you think maybe you just need a little bit of help taking that step back, evaluating your emotions, getting to the core of what you're going through, you might just need a little bit of therapy, a little bit of mentorship, and I want to let you know that I am offering that. So if you'd like to work together to help you, whether it's doing that, writing your book, eliminating toxic habits and thoughts, I'd love to work with you. Go ahead and visit VanessaGraciaCruz.com. There's a tab for mentorship where you can apply and we can work together. Hey, everyone, and we are back. And for the remaining part of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about, so we've given a lot of practical, we've thrown out a lot of practical things. I think that in a conversation like this one, you can't cover everything that you learn, number one, from experience, and number two, from 
guys, I can't emphasize enough how much there is in books. Like reading a book is really like having your own digital mentor. Like when people write books, I've written a few myself and I can tell you like you put everything into that book. Like you literally take whatever topic it is you're expanding on and you empty your thoughts into there. So find people that you admire, find people that you, you know, or just find topics. Like I I have gone to Barnes and Noble before and just gone to the business section and said, I think this is good. I think this is good. I think I need this. And sometimes, you know, you can't buy them all at once. You can buy 40 books at once, but get in the habit of learning. If not do a course, you know, there are so many online courses right now that you can do from your house. But anyway, I don't want to go too deep into that. We want to end. So we've put out so much practical things in there and it's not necessarily that you can listen to this podcast and immediately know all that you need to know. But hopefully we've dispelled some of the some of the doubts, some of the confusion that maybe was holding you back. And I want to end the episode in that way. I want to talk about some of the struggles that you had maybe in your mind, you know, those little voices telling you, you can't do it, don't start. Um, you talked a little bit about comparing yourself to, to other people. What are some of those lies or some of those difficult things that they just held you back from getting started? Or even when you were starting, they held you back from truly developing your business ideas. Um, I want to tackle number one, kind of like feeding off from what we spoke about, about comparison. Um, I think that we can easily, easily fall into that trap of comparing ourselves to somebody. And I've, one of my life quotes is comparison is the thief of joy, but not only thief of joy, but it also is a thief of a bunch of other things and maybe even propelling your business because you're comparing yourself like you're comparing yourself to like, you know, maybe I don't have enough or I don't have, uh, I don't have enough friends or I don't have enough um, money I don't have enough and whatever it is stop comparing yourself because I'm gonna go a little bit into godly mode right here God has given you that idea or placed that idea into your heart or into somebody's heart and and if it's meant to be God will provide he is our provider like provider of everything so it's even like trusting him in that um, when I started First Choice, I would say a little bit more about it. My struggle was how am I going to launch it? Because this business is more about helping people rather than making profit for myself. <laughs> so I and was. And that counts. And that, that counts. counts. Ministries are run. They're, I don't want to say they're businesses because everybody's going to jump on me, but yeah. they're run very much in the same way. In the same way. So. I was like, how am I going to start this? I started with the battle of comparison. Comparison of, well, you know, this friend has this and this friend has that. Like, how are you going to really bless people if you don't have the audience, you know, or you don't have. And I think it was the enemy because there is such a beautiful story behind First Joyce. And then I remember I started telling God, well, God, like you gave me this vision at two o'clock in the morning of calling it First Joyce and helping people in Guatemala. A little bit about the business. We help people in Guatemala. Um, they make handmade goods and we basically provide a living for them. Like they, the product that you're buying is literally helping some a family in Guatemala. So how am I going to start this? I didn't have no contacts in Guatemala, even though I am Guatemalan. But I didn't have any contacts that actually knew people that knew how to hand make things. So I started saying, well, I do have these friends, but are they really going to help me? You know, I mean, do I? Anyways, it's a very mental struggle. So I decided to ju- just jump. I literally booked a flight and I said, well, I'm going to go to all the mercados in Guatemala and I'm going to start searching for these people. 
And long story short, God provided my business partner. Her name is Charlene, and I want to honor her because she has been literally the heart, the legs, everything in Guatemala of First Joys. Um, she had the exact same dream of making, you know, helping people in Guatemala. And God just put us together. She was an old friend of mine that I hadn't even thought about, but God knew both of our hearts. So anyways, I think it's not comparing yourself to what you have, but what can God actually have for that business, whether it's for ministry or whether it's not. I mean, what's out there? Another thing, too, is judgment. I think that we can fall so easily in, well, your business is not blooming, you know? So people might judge you like, oh, see, like it was you. You you didn't know how to work things through or you didn't know how to um, how to manage the business and that's why you're not making profit or, you know, you're not popular enough on Instagram or on Facebook or, or people are not liking your posts. So you start going through like that whole judgment that I make the right move, that I make the... Um, that I started at the right season. So I guess like a lot of judgment in your mm -hmm. head. That's um, self-doubt. That's self-doubt. Another thing too that I struggled with a lot was failure. Like I thought, because sometimes you have businesses and they end because maybe it wasn't the right season for you to have them in. Or, or maybe their season is complete. Or their season is complete. So analyzing and saying no, it wasn't a failure. It was just the end of a season. You know, when I closed down my event planning company, it was very sad because I liked it so much and I was really blooming in it. I think it was the second year and the Lord was really blessing me in that business. Like I could have easily quit my job. I could have easily said, I'm going to go forward with it. But that's not what my desire was. I wanted to be a home, a stay at home mom. So in a way, I felt like I failed my dream but I knew I was raising my daughter you know so I think sometimes also like that failure like don't let the enemy speak into failure if that makes sense so I think those are the things that I kind of struggle with but I overcame with the Lord so how did you overcome that that self-doubt like I think that that's one that I see so commonly because again I even I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like you know, they were they were talking to me about something and I was like, well, that you're not charging enough. You know, like you're working so hard and you're giving this away basically for free, which is another important, you know, I'm just going to put that in there. Find a way to determine pricing, price your things correctly, because if not, you're going to put in buckets of work. And because you don't have the right audience, because that's the thing that happens too. sometimes we're not reaching the right audience. So we're charging a little bit and people are still not biting. And so we think we just need to charge less and less and less when really you're just trying to sell it to people who don't want it. And you need mm -hmm. to find people who and it's actually not want it and value it. Yes. And it's not your right market. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly. your right person that needs to buy it. Yeah, exactly. So but anyway, I'm telling this person, you you know, you're not charging enough. You're, you're not. And she was like, well, you know, maybe if I was you. She was like, you know, you have a name, you have this, you have a ministry, you have a business degree. And I was like, you know what, though, you've put in the work and this is good. So you need to not doubt yourself, not, you know, and and look at the things that you're doing and charge for what you've done and be proud of what you've done and be proud of what you can offer. But I think that's so hard for so many people. So how what was one of the things that helped you overcome that? OK, so I think self-doubt actually comes from a bigger root, probably a bigger spiritual root inside of you and you have to dig that out first honestly and i know you're like you guys are probably thinking well this is a you know self-employment podcast but really in reality it affects all of the areas of our heart so i think 
the self-doubt comes from do you actually know who you are in Christ and who you are and do you know who you are and who he says you are you know like you're a daughter of the king he is your provider just as much as he's a provider to Vane or to myself he's a provider to you just as much influence as you might have you know I'm comparing to you right now because you use that example but like just as much influence as you have you can also have an influence to a whole complete different market you know so I think it's just really literally believing in who God says you are and what he has placed in you and work from that and that spans into everything else you know so I think it has to do with the heart definitely and I think that once you like you said you establish the root of or or you take out that root of self-doubt you you start being nicer to to yourself and saying like hey maybe I can like maybe I can branch out maybe it is okay if if you know, I charge what I'm worth. Yeah. And I think another thing too is grace, grace over yourself, like Mm -hmm. literally grace. There's going to be so many times that you're probably going to doubt yourself, but just have grace, like literally grace. What do I mean by this? You're going to fail, have grace. You're learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, You maybe made the wrong mistake to not charge the right amount, have grace, upcharge again and change change it it up. up. And keep going. Have grace in yourself. You are learning, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing, grace. And a lot of it is learning on your way. That, that's yeah. one thing I've, I've learned. And um, one thing we were saying before the podcast, we were talking before this, I think a lot of people prolong their launch because they want everything to be perfect. And because they prolong their launch so much, they think the day that I launch this, you know, like I'm going to put that out on Instagram and all of a sudden everybody's just going to come run knocking. Not necessarily. Sometimes you have to adjust on your way. You know, sometimes you have to like put it out there and then be like, okay, it didn't do as good. What do I need to change? Yeah. I either need to add value or I need to change, you know, change my offer. And also what you're saying before I forget, but like tagging onto that, like that doesn't reflect who you are Mm -hmm. as a person because your business is so attached to you emotionally because you believe in it so much and you're like all forward for it that you say like the day that I launched, like you have so many high expectations of it. And sometimes it turns out that way and sometimes it doesn't like, let's be real. It doesn't define who you are, even though it's attached to you because you love it so much because you believe in it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that you a failure or that people don't love you you know because yeah, we can easily that you do it's not who yes, you are exactly that there is no business and i've learned that even with ministry you know some people that are watching me might be you know involved in ministry like you are also and like i am and even ministry sometimes you'll fail or sometimes you'll have setbacks sometimes you'll do you know you'll put on this conference and or event and it won't go well and you'll think oh well does that mean that god's not backing me up does that mean that i'm not anointed Not always, you know, does that mean I didn't pray enough? Maybe sometimes, but honestly, I've seen more often that it's not a lack of prayer or a lack of, you know, spirituality. It's just a mix up in the formula. Like business really is a formula and you have to, it's not always the same formula, but I kind of think of it as like when you're cooking, you know, some people make a good sancocho. Some people (laughs) don't make such a good sancocho, but sometimes your sancocho, you taste it and you're like, okay, too much salt. Mm -hmm. Next time I try again, less salt. Okay. Well now it's not salty enough. You keep on putting back the salt. So don't put, if I could give another piece of advice, don't put so much emphasis in your launch, you know, launch 
Put emphasis, do your work, do your due diligence, but launch and understand that your real goal, the real success comes from playing the long game. Yes, the long game. What's happening after that? It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. No, but it's true though, mm-hmm. because sometimes we want the, you know, the fast cash, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But sometimes that fast cash don't come. It takes years in the making. Not so yes, always. I agree. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I really hope that it was a blessing to you at home. And if it was, I would love, it would mean the world to me if you would share that you're listening on social media, share it in your stories. I will definitely repost you and share it with a couple of your friends. Her podcast is all about young women in our 20s, in our 30s, getting started and learning how to lead ourselves first. We're talking about in this um, season, we've been talking about being self-loved, being self-led, being self-employed. And next week, we're going to talk about the self-e. So we're going to be talking about how social media affects how we think, how we react, how we compare ourselves to others and all sorts of good things like that. And I really hope you guys have enjoyed it. So please share it with others and we will see you next week.